You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Her webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can listen to episodes or join in the off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme music is Better Nation by Curious Hands, which can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Submit and vote for stories at whatstherumpus.reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hanna. I'm Charles Thomas. Holy shit, I think I know that guy. <laughs> Charles Thomas? I know that guy. No, never mind. Okay, so um, I installed a Chrome extension that makes Reddit even more better. Uh, so <clears throat> it adds a button so that you can expand uh, image links inside the page so you don't have to click through. Oh, nice. Uh, and it also it also enables infinite scrolling. So, when, so instead of loading 25 things at a time, when you get down to the bottom, it just loads the next thing in the page. What is... Uh, this means that I've been... What? What's it called? I'm installing it right now. Uh, I don't remember. I... Uh, what did I search for? I think it was Reddit Chrome User Scripts or Chrome User Scripts Reddit. Yeah, Chrome User Scripts Reddit is what I clicked on, and it, uh, Reddit Enhancement Suite. Reddit. Yeah. But that means that I've been I've been browsing Reddit picks continuously for the last like twenty five <laughs> minutes while I've been waiting for you to get online. Uh, and some guy carved a troll troll face into a pumpkin, and it totally looks like a guy I went to high school with, but it's not him. <laughs> Okay, so, okay, get that out of the way before we uh, start talking about serious business. <laughs> this is awesome. It's a pie chart called Why I Use Subtitles, and there's one small sliver that says I can't understand the language, another small sliver that says too much dialects or slang, and then the entire remainder of the pie chart is because I'm going to eat chips. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Totally awesome. I'm going to send this to you so you can put it in the show notes. Okay. So, uh, where was I? Oh yeah. So, uh, to start off, um, we've got a, uh, a post from MSNBC, uh, and it's the 10 things only bad managers say. Yeah. Holy crap. (laughs) This link is really important. So I sent it to you many times so you would see it. (laughs) <laughs> I see that. Um, so, uh, um, sorry. Okay. I'm closing Reddit now or else I'll never get back to. <laughs> so did you look the, at the, the third thing? Did I look at the what? The last link. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be you for Halloween, but I couldn't fit seven dicks in my mouth. <laughs> that is neat. <laughs> did you send that to me seven times? Uh, I don't know. Because that would have been uh, that would have been great. That would have been all ultra meta. Totally. I'm not sure that I did that. I sure if I did, it was coincidental. Let's let's count. One, two, three. You sent four, me a few V's too. So I sent you the link six times and then four V's because <laughs> copy paste failed. Consummate V's. Consummate. <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh, there's a lot going on without really any sus- uh, sustenance. Yeah. What am I saying? We're talking a lot, but not really saying anything. <laughs> At least I am. This episode is the Wonder Bread of podcasts. 
All right. So the the reason I wanted to talk about the story, there's so there's nine other things on the list, but the one that jumped out to me was I won't have you on eBay slash ESPN slash Facebook slash et cetera while we're on while you're on the clock. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just a short little justification. And this is something we complain about all the time. So I wanted to read uh, what MSNBC or more specifically Liz Ryan of the Bloomberg Big Bloomberg Business Week. Oh, that's hard to say. I uh, had to say about it. It was uh these managers have figured out that there is no clock, right, for what, not for white-collar knowledge workers anyway. Knowledge workers live, sleep, and eat their jobs. Their email inboxes fill up uh, just as fast after, after <clears throat> wow, their email inboxes fill up just as fast after 5 p.m. as they did before. Their work is never done and it's never going to be done. That's okay. Employees get together in the office during the daytime to do a lot of work together, and then they go home and try to live their lives in the small time they have remaining. If they need a mental break during the day, they can go on peoplewalmart.com or failblog.org without fear of managerial reply. We are not robots. We need to stop and shake off the corporate cobwebs every now and then. If a person is sitting in the corner staring at the ceiling, uh, you could be watching him daydream or watching him come up with your next million-dollar product idea or doing both things at once. And that's exactly true. Yeah. So that's something that you and I have complained about many times Yes, for different reasons in many different places, but I thought it was interesting to read. Well, you know, and one of my... Allowed. Yeah. (laughs) One of my one of my big complaints always is, and this is not something that you're going to read from like a business site or anything, but if you block a site that I want to go to, I'm going to spend more time trying to figure out how to get to that site around your block than I am than it would I would have spent time on the site itself. Yeah, and so it's pointless. Agreed. Which I have done at both of my corporate jobs, although one of them didn't block stuff, but I do it anyway for other reasons. Right. Yeah, a lot of these these uh, um, these quotes or phrases that they that they have on this list, uh, it's like you see it. It's like, man, I'm glad I don't have anybody ever tell me that. Or yeah, I totally remember. I, I, I totally remember people telling me this at certain jobs. At, at my last job, which is why I, I'm now at my new job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I was thinking. I was like, holy crap! I think I've heard half of these at my previous job. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, the, the the whole list is pretty good, and it like every time you read one, it makes you want to punch a manager in the mouth. Um, but it uh, that was the one that really stuck stuck out to me. Yeah, I think I found this on Fark. Fark you. All right, next up uh, is uh, seat savers are best and grossest idea for riding public transit. Um, basically it's a line of products and, uh, that are, uh, basically like, like a, a spilled ice cream sundae that is pooling up or, uh, a co- spilled coffee. Um, and it's, it's a fake product. So you just leave it on a seat somewhere and then nobody sits in that seat because there's a mess there. And so then you come back and you can pick up your fake mess and sit down and not lose your seat. And, uh, I remember seeing th- something like this when I was a kid in like joke shops, and I always yeah. thought they were pretty cool. Right next yeah. to, the, to, I, uh, the, to the rubber dog do. Totally. Yeah, I can't imagine any. <laughs> so <laughs> this totally reminds me of. Uh, uh, well, I'll get to that story in a second. Um, but the, so the only practical application I can think of for this would be like on a subway, except to the odds of you getting on the same subway that you actually left this thing on, pretty small. Yeah. Like, where do you go that you would use this and it would work? Like saving a good spot for a meeting at work or something. But if you go in to put it there, why don't you just stay there? Yeah. Like, are you worried about being late to a meeting and having to pee first? And then I don't know. 
So it's an interesting idea. I just can't imagine any practical applications. And uh, the other thing is if you get in the habit of looking for the Dunkin' Donuts cup that spilled, and then one day you pull up the cup and sit down and you were wrong, and <laughs> you actually get a spilled Dunkin' Donuts cup, yep. then you have a pant full of coffee, and that is not cool. Fail. Which actually is what I was going to say. I remember when I was a kid, I had this big sleepover with a, there was like four kids from the neighborhood that, that stayed at my house. And one of them spent like a long time for trying to pretend to be sick and then uh, wandered to this to the back area of my basement and uh, came back. And he's like, oh, dude, I think I got to go. I just hurled all over the place. And I walked back there and there was a puddle of vomit on the floor. And I was like, I think he's fucking with me. So I reached down and picked it up and it was fake vomit. But if I had been wrong, that would have been super gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just imagining somebody. So what's really funny, though, is this is so meta that if somebody's like, oh, this is bullshit, and they move it and then sit down and like, (laughs) this has to be a really specific prank in order to get away with it. It's like like Inception prank or something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, The only thing I can think of is like if you're at a crowded bar. And you get up and you dump something like this on the seat when you leave. But if it's a crowded bar, somebody's going to see you put it down and they're going to be like, what the F is that? And they're going to pick it up and take your seat anyways. Yeah. Also, Although it looks like this is a splayed out ketchup packet. You might be able to get away with that one. Yeah. But like if you go, if you set Dunkin' Donuts coffee on a seat or a spoon that has melted ice cream on it uh-huh. or what a yogurt. Yeah. Oh, no, it's been in uh, like that wouldn't work at a bar anyway. Right. <laughs> usually can't bring in outside food truth so i don't know it's it's an interesting idea but like i said i can't imagine any practical applications yeah but it's good to see that the uh the uh joke shop equipment is still uh in in business i guess i guess i don't really care but uh (laughs) yeah i was just saying yeah to placate you i was like i don't know where he's going with this but (laughs) i guess i'll say okay yeah (laughs) And on a sad note, uh, Dennis Ritchie, the creator of Unix and C, died at age 70 on Thursday or Wednesday. So a lot of uh, famous computer people are dying off. So if you if people know who you are and you do a lot of computer stuff, watch out. Yeah. Richard Stallman's next. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a bummer, but uh, has he done it? So Unix and C are both like decades old now. Has he done anything recently? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Which is, I mean, not to say that it's not sad that some guy that's famous sort of died. Well, not sort of died, but sort of famous died. Um, But what has he done for me lately? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It was funny. um, There was a a thing on Reddit of um, some guy put up two pictures of uh, a picture of Steve Jobs next to a picture of Dennis Ritchie and like went off on this whole tangent about it was like this anti Apple thing and how everybody's going to remember Steve Jobs because he's like the, he's like the rock star of the computer world because he does all he, he's famous for all these things that aren't necessarily his responsibility or something like that. And then Dennis Ritchie was portrayed as the like mad genius that uh, doesn't take credit for things. So he, he was even more responsible for the success of computers, but will be less known because he didn't like, like make a big deal of it or something. I don't know. It was interesting. It felt very forced. Yeah. Well, the appropriate people will remember him, I guess. Uh, and I am being quiet right now because I'm trying to find a, a link to something that I saw earlier today that is appropriate and also funny. Okay, so here is this link. And... I saw this earlier and I thought it was pretty funny. 
yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh it's a, a web comic from mattboars.com of uh, Steve Jobs in heaven and of course the iCloud joke which and uh, Steve Jobs is talking to St. Peter and he says I don't know why I'm here I'm a Buddhist uh, how come people can't remember that and then he hurry up and reincarnate me already basically right and then he ends up and then he ends up reincarnated as a Chinaman working in an apple factory for slave wages <laughs> <laughs> pretty awesome yeah uh, hardware store boosts sales by opening up a zombie preparedness center featuring things like chainsaws, water, and pickaxes. Now, I don't know, uh, what, uh, what hardware store this is, but that is an awesome idea. It really is. So not only is it an awesome idea because it's awesome, but it's also an awesome idea because it's a great way to get sales for things. You know, like, man, how do we attract people to the hardware store that don't usually go to a hardware store? What do you mean? You know, like nerds or something. Nerds don't use tools. Oh, but they'll build zombie preparedness kits. Yeah, they will. <laughs> so it's the uh, the Ace Hardware in Westlake, Nebraska, I think. Okay. But uh, so, uh, still, I thought that's funny though. This I found this on FARC, and the first, the very first comment is only an amateur would think that a chainsaw is a good weapon against zombies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, have you heard about the? Uh, um... Oh wait, hold on a second. I have to. There's something related to this story that I have to show you. Okay. Have you heard of the uh, the zombie 5K run obstacle course thing? Yes. Run for your life. Yes. Yeah, I'm to- totally Actually, my a guy I work with or used to work with was going to run in it, but he had to go to a wedding. Lame. Yeah, there's one in uh, in Indiana next June. I'm thinking of training up for it. Give it a shot. Either that or I'm going to be one of the zombies in it. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, I can't find the thing that I was looking for, so I'll just describe it. It was a web comic. It was a web comic, and it said um, I'm, something like, "I'm prepared for the zombie apocalypse." It was just the the uh, a picture of the outside of a house, except around all the points of entry, there were just treadmills. <laughs> awesome. Totally. Uh, so a little faux pas on our part. Um, last week the uh, the uh, Kindle Fire came out, and we completely dropped the ball and didn't talk about it, even though we meant to. So uh, let's talk about the Kindle Fire. Okay. Uh, so I don't really care. <laughs> which is, I wanted to talk about it to say that I don't want to talk about it, which is a little bizarre. But um, I like so I bought a Kindle because I wanted to read from a book. Right. Well, so the so the the reason I bought the Kindle was e-ink, right? Because I had an iPad for a while, and reading on it sucked because it didn't look like a book. So it was like reading on a screen all day, which hurts. Right. Eyes. Uh, and it's, it's so much easier to read a book um, or a thing on e-ink that looks like a book. Uh, but now the Kindle has a, a tablet, which completely defeats the per- like the biggest feature was e-ink, and then they took that away. So right. it does a bunch of other shit. But if you're going to buy a, pa- a thing that does a bunch of other shit, why would you buy it from Amazon and not from either Apple or uh, whoever's making Android tablets? Right. Just well, I guess Barnes and Noble did it too, so they have to compete with the Nook. But it just seems really weird to me that they would they would try and force themselves into this market of computer game and and computer multimedia tablets when they had a lock on ebook readers 
Yeah, and no they're doubt. still they're still making the e ink ones, but now they're touchscreen or or um, sort of goofy looking. I don't know. I think I think they had the perfect device with the last generation of Kindle before this one, right. and uh, now they're trying to make changes to it. And I think they're all for the worse. Although I haven't had it in my hands on the uh, the e ink new Kindle, so maybe it's not as bad as I'm making it out to be. But it it just looks the hard one to use. the one with the full keyboard. But they don't have one with a full keyboard. I, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. one of the options now. No, there's there's one with a touchscreen keyboard, and then there's one with an on-screen soft keyboard that you have to like navigate around to use. Ah. Uh. I think. Let me, let me go to double check that. Just in case. Yeah, there's there, there is not one with a keyboard. Okay. Anymore, it's you can get the third gen, which is the the one that I have, which is the last one with a full keyboard, or you can get one that is, so the screen is the same size, but the device is smaller, but it's just because they took the physical keyboard away. So now when you want to type things, you have to bring up a soft menu to type it out. If you don't have the touch, it's just weird. Right. That's kind of lame. I'm interested to, to see a, a review of the, uh, the fire as a, as a tablet, not as an e-reader. Um, because because I want to see if it if it's actually competitive with you know like a Galaxy Tab or an iPad or whatever. Yeah, and I I mean I doubt that it is like it's probably pretty good, but it's it seems like it's not qu- my my guess is that it will be not quite as good as a, a Kindle for reading books and not quite as good as an iPad for doing everything else. And so you're going to end up with this device that sort of does both of the things kind of but not really. Right. But if you wanted that then and just get an iPad that can also read books. So the books will be slightly worse, but the other everything else will be better. I don't know. Yeah, I have a I have a coworker who uh, uh, is getting a, a Kindle Fire um, sometime soon, and she said she was going to bring it to the office and let me play around with it. So uh, I don't know that that's actually going to happen, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see how how it how it works. Um, so, uh, last week we talked about, uh, Siri a little bit, you know, the, the butt app for, for the iPhone. And, uh, I, uh, I completely lost track of what I was saying. Um, oh yeah. Uh, people have been going, yeah, people have been going crazy looking at, uh, playing around with Siri and, uh, uh, figuring out all the interesting things that you can say to it. And it, well, the things that you can say to it and the interesting replies you can get. Um, and, uh, so some examples are if you tell Siri, I need to hide a body, it'll come back with, uh, what kind of place are you looking for? Reservoirs, metal foundries, mines, dumps, swamps. Awesome. Or, uh, open the pod bay doors and it'll say, I'm sorry, Joshua, or your, whatever your name is. I'm afraid I can't do that. Are you happy now? Um, if I think you, if my name was Dave, I would shit my pants. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Um, oh, if you say something about being horny, uh, it'll give you a list listings of uh, nearby escort services. Um, if you say say something about where, at, if you ask where you can get some drugs, it'll uh, give you uh, listings for treatment centers or addiction centers nearby. Um, one of my favorites is uh, if you ask it uh, what what's the meaning of life, it will come back with a random answer. Um, one of them being forty two. Awesome. There was another one that just brought up a dictionary definition. Uh, <laughs> this one that I happen to be looking at now says I don't know, but I think there's an app for that. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's lots of lots of neato things. 
that, that that it'll come back with. And I'm pretty sure a lot of these are uh, are um, coming back from uh, from Wolfram Alpha because that's what it uses for, uh, or at least that's what it used to use for its. Uh, um, to, it would just pass your query to Wolfram Alpha if it wasn't sure what you were looking for, and just return back whatever it came up with. So the last image on this um, from this article is uh, they don't show what the input was, but the output was. I'd blush if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what that input if, was. If he used, if he searched the word horny and it brought him to escorts, I don't know what the hell he searched for in order to get that. Daddy horny, Michael. <laughs> So a computer virus hit uh, the uh, U.S. drone fleet, and uh, they can't get rid of it. Interesting. Yeah. So, I, and this is a, this is so funny to me because clearly, obviously, their drone fleet is like a closed network. So somehow somebody had to uh, bring this virus in from the outside. So somebody plugged in a USB key that had a virus on it or something like that. And it got on the network, and now they can't get rid of it because every time they try and, and purge the system of the virus, it ends up coming back. Wow. Yeah. So uh, this is that that would make this now the second case of uh, uh, warfare through computer viruses after the um, Stuxnet. Yep. So the the first time the target was Iranian nuclear facilities, now it's the U.S. drone program. This is uh, getting interesting and fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Skynet. Yeah. I um. I don't know. The, the, after I said fucking terrifying, the first thing that I thought was the uh, the Chinese, um, well, I think I, I've heard it described as the Chinese uh, proverb, uh, may you live in interesting times. Yeah. Or not proverb, but curse. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not describing this very well, but yeah. So uh, we're all going to get murderified by a computer virus that can fly planes. Yeah. And that sucks. <laughs> Stay inside. Stay away from the windows. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, so Netflix finally decided that Quickster was a bad idea, and they yeah. Pulled... If only they had thought of that before they tried to make a public eat it. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, oh man, I was totally gonna find a. There was an image that I saw of um, Netflix's uh, stock prices leading up to um, leading up to to the announcement of Quickster. And it was like, you know, just just typical uh, stock prices, you know, just bouncing back and forth and staying about average. And then all of a sudden, the day that they announced Quickster, the prices plummeted. And I don't even remember how much it was, but it was it was insane how how much it dropped. Yeah, I just sent you the Google Finance link for uh, Netflix. Yeah, it, it dropped uh, almost a hundred points. In a couple of days. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Um, there was, I think, I think it was the Brads that had a really good comic about Quickster. Duh, Brads. Brads is a uh, web comic about web design. I'll, uh, I'm sending you this. So you can put it in the show notes. Okay. Basically, it, it's making fun of how difficult it is to uh, manipulate your Quickster queue. All right. Okay. The uh, uh, Netflix price at the end of September 14th was $210 per share, and at the end of the day on September 20th, it was crap. I just lost my place. Uh, $126 per share. So it lost $100 per share in the span of like five days. 
well, not just $100 per share, but 50% of its value. Yeah. <laughs> That's significant. Yeah. Good job, Netflix. Good job. Oh, yeah, I've seen this comic the, uh The CEO stepped down, didn't he? Or did he? No, he's still there. It's uh, um, Reed Hastings, which is the founder of Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yep. Well, he can still get fired. Oh, yeah, I know. And he may still... Corporations are required to have a board of directors by law, and uh, the board of directors can fire the CEO even if he is the founder. Yep. Just look at uh, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I'm so glad that, that that whole fiasco is over with. I mean, not that it really matters because I was doing streaming only anyways, but uh, I was very, very close to just canceling my Netflix account anyways. That's, I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. They they announced all these changes, and they announced the price hike, and I canceled. Well, I didn't even wait for September to happen. I just canceled. If I didn't share my Netflix account with my girlfriend, I would have canceled the, the same day that they announced all the crap. I would have been like, nope, done. Yeah. But she convinced me to keep it so that she can watch stuff. Mm. So former Weezer bassist predicted on his own death. Um, it looks like on Twitter he said uh, a week before he died uh, that he dreamt that he died in Chicago. He said, dreamt I died in Chicago next weekend. Heart attack in my sleep. Need to write my will today. And then when he went to Chicago, he died, I'm guessing, of a heart yeah, attack. Yeah, so he, he, he tweeted that on the 26th of September. And uh, the following Saturday. Saturday, the Saturday the 8th of October. So it was two weeks, not one week. Um, and the, the cause at the time of the post was still unknown. Uh, but what I, what I thought was interesting about this was I'm, I'm a skeptic and I'm worried that now people are going to go, Oh my God, this guy predicted his own death. That means everything is real. Uh, when in reality probably had this dream before, but never tweeted about it because there wasn't a venue to do that. And now with the odds being so high that people are going to tweet about stuff that's retarded, uh, it's just, it's, it's coincidence, but it seems like it's not coincidence, but it's just easier for the coincidence to happen now because there's a, com- a place that people could say stuff like this or no, like no one would give a shit if they had a dream about their own death before. And no one would have even known about this for this guy, but right. because Twitter exists and he tweeted about it. Now it's a thing. Right. Like, I, I, I'm not sure I'm making my point, but well, it's, it's, guess- it's it kind of goes a lot with the old adage of a, uh, um, a broken clock is, is right twice a day. You know, if you if everybody tweets out retarded shit like like oh, I die, I dream that I died next weekend, and uh, you know, eventually somebody is going to you know be correct in that, even though they didn't predict it, and uh, so you're going to see, and because there's more people that are are able to uh, broadcast this to a larger audience, then it's more likely that people are going to think, oh my gosh, premonitions right. are real. Yeah. And the other thing that I thought was interesting was uh, the, f- the first comment from this post was more inclined to believe suicidal cry for help than prophecy, um, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, and I'd say uh, as per usual with uh, with celebrity ish deaths that, you know, a cause of death has not yet yet been determined is what was publicly announced. So. You know, he could have gone back to his hotel room and had a uh, cocaine-fueled binge for eight hours, and then his heart exploded because he did three eight balls by himself. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. 
All right. A few weeks ago, we talked about the likable constitution, which was uh, or likable bill of rights that had uh, all the bill, the um, the first 10 amendments to the constitution and a like button for Facebook uh, in which you could uh, like the, your favorite, uh, your favorite amendment. And then it would, uh, it would float the most popular ones up to the top. Um, there is now the likable Bible, which does basically the same thing with, uh, um, but with uh, Bible verses. So it lets you, um, Vote for your favorite Bible verse, and it floats up to the top. The current top one is Proverbs thirty-one six, which says, "Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts." So, which is interesting. What's what? Just as interesting is number four, which is Proverbs thirty-one seven, which says, "Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more." Which I think means Jesus is saying we should give homeless people money for booze. Yeah, or give them booze. Yeah, that's how I'm choosing to read that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm not going to give one you money, that. homeless person, but here, have a 40. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, uh, is number five, and number six is John 3-16, which it, I always thought was the most popular Bible verse, yeah. uh, but it's only coming in at number six. Uh, in the wake of all this Occupy Wall Street bullshit, the one that is jumping out at me is number two, which is Matthew 19:24. And I say again unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Except the, I remember this particular quote from Bible study because it's not about rich men not being able to get into heaven. The eye of a needle is a reference to a way to enter, a, I think it was uh, Jerusalem or some some major city at the time that this was written had a gate that uh, called the eye of the needle or something like that, or, or something similar so that it could have been, could have been alluded to in this way that um, was intended for people was intended to be uh, for foot traffic. So it didn't open very high. So in order for a camel to get in, you had the camel had to duck, which is extremely difficult to get a camel to do. So this is not about um, rich people not getting into heaven, which I'm sure that all of the 26 people that like this thought it's actually about, um, um, hum, uh, being humble and and not stubborn. So um, I don't know. That that all sounded struck me as interesting, given uh, the protests that are going on at the moment. So you know, people taking things out of context or not understanding the context and uh, assuming that rich people are evil solely because they have money, even though everybody wants money, which is why they're protesting. Yeah. Damn dirty hippies. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking through more of these uh, these quotes, and it looks like uh, it's it's great because it's all the all the, uh, the 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 quotes or the the favorites uh, tend to be towards uh, um, uh, inappropriate behavior or sin sin worthy behavior, at least according to modern society. So there's like stuff about boozing and prostitutes and that sort of thing, and it's just I think it's funny that that those are the ones that are starting to bubble oh, wow. up. Wow. Here's one. First Timothy 2.12. But I suffer not a, but I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over a man, but to be in silence. <laughs> that has seven likes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, seven people don't really like Jesus because their favorite quote is, uh, Jesus wept. <laughs> you want baby Jesus to cry. You're not American. You love terrorism. So you can also like so it was the likable constitution, but you could it had a like a hot button for just the first just with the Bill of Rights. So this has one that jumps straight to the Ten Commandments, 
And uh, Thou Shalt Not Kill has 21 likes. Number four is Honor Thy Father and Thy Mother. Uh, number with four likes. Uh, number two with four likes. Number three with three is Thou Shalt Have No Other Gods Before Me. Number four is uh, has one like, and it's I Am The Lord Thy God. And all of the other ones have zero likes. <laughs> <laughs> So not killing, people are really into. Everything else, meh. So really, do we even need Ten Commandments? Can we just have one? <laughs> the commandment. Yeah. There's actually, I'm pretty sure there's a George Carlin routine about how he wanted to um, whittle down the Ten Commandments to like three. Right. I, th- I think I remember that. Trying to find it. Let's see if I can find it on the YouTubes. All right. I think I found it. All right, I'll throw that in the show notes. All right. Okay. Likeable Bible. Oh, man, they changed the picture on this. Okay. uh, (laughs) uh, Oh, Asia, you so crazy. Um, This week we we actually have two. Um, Are we, didn't we already talk about bagel heads? No, we ne- we never talked about bagel heads. Are the first serious? one is that that there's a new body modification trend in Japan, uh, and uh, the people that that uh, partake of this uh, particular modification are called bagel heads because what they do is they inject saline into underneath the skin, which causes uh, the skin tissue to become agitated and inflamed, um, which then gives you this uh, uh, squishy mass somewhere on your on your body, typically on the forehead, that you can. And then mold into whatever shape you want and people tend to uh shape them into a ring which looks uh a lot like a bagel uh this this modification also uh it only lasts for like 12 hours or something so you do it and then you spend the day with a goofy thing on your head and then you wake up the next morning and it's gone down again so then you have to go in and get another saline injection to get your bagel head back on Right. Um, and so this, the thing with this, first of all, someone had to take the time to figure all of this out. And then other people had to see it and think, hey, I want to do that, too. What? Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, like, I imagine the people that do this do it a lot, like many times a week, if not every day. Eventually, their skin is going to lose elasticity and then they're just going to have super saggy foreheads and they're going to look like weirdos, even more so than they already <laughs> do because they have bagels on their faces. Yeah. Like, I used to be a cool weirdo with a bagel head. Now I'm a sad weirdo with a saggy face. Yeah. I guess these people probably aren't anti-plastic surgery, though. So I guess they'll just cut cut the extra skin off later when they're old. Or they'll come up up with some new trend that's awesome about having a saggy forehead. (laughs) We used to be bagel heads. Now we're tired dead skin into bow ties heads. (laughs) We used to be bagel heads, and now we're we're saggy scrotum heads. Uh, this is so crazy. And these pictures are creepy. They are super creepy. I actually, I loaded it up to see what we were talking about. And then I closed the tab because I didn't want to look at it anymore. Yeah. Well, they, they changed the picture since I originally saw this. It, 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 the original picture was just two dudes that had the bagel head. And now it's two chicks with a, with the bagel head and they're both really creepy looking chicks. So yeah, this is such a weird, weird trend. But then again, it's, it's Japan. So um, <laughs> it, 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 we are talking about Oh Asia, you so crazy, and the website is weirdasianews.com. So that's true. 
we're kind of asking for it yeah. a little bit. So uh, the reason that there's two this week is because the uh, um, the second story kind of has to go along with the same thing, um, and that is that a uh, a man from uh, China or no the Philippines that is a, a Filipino man who has undergone extensive plastic surgery to make himself look more like Superman. And he runs around in uh, tights and a cape. So he's had uh, chin augmentation to uh, give him a strong cleft in his chin. Um, he's had a nose job to make his uh, his nose look identical to Christopher Reeves' nose. Um, he's had silicone, inje- silicone injections into his lips to make them bigger. Uh, and implants into his thighs to make them look bigger. Like he lifts weight even though he doesn't. Yeah, this dude's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, but he's no bagel head, so. Uh, I what does this guy do that he has that kind of money? I don't I don't know. Maybe it comes from being a child prostitute be in the Philippines. Uh, well, I don't I don't know. You think if he was going to do all of this, the first thing he would do would get, be to get ripped, and he looks like a scrawny little bitch, yeah. even in the post surgery picture. Yeah. Also, he looks more like Martin Short than he does like Superman. <laughs> this is what Superman would look like if he were portrayed by Martin Short. <laughs> Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Oh, so epic fail this week. Woman sues airline for turbulence. So uh, this woman from Texas uh, filed a lawsuit um, because in a flight in 2009, she experienced, quote unquote, extreme turbulence. Um, and she says that she suffers from uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, nightmares, flashbacks, and uh, has developed a fear of flying because of this awful, awful flight. Um, and uh, I believe that the uh, the judge threw, uh, threw out the case, but I'm not positive on that. Um, and I, I just have to say that that's definitely um, an epic fail. I am not going to comment on the story because if I think I, I think if I start, I will freak out and have an aneurysm because <laughs> I'll be yelling so loud. So um, I'm, I'm just going to remain silent. <laughs> Su- suing the su- suing the airline for for turbulence is like suing your uh, landscaper because it rained on your garden, or suing the 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 the, the city uh, because of an earthquake. An earthquake displaced your sidewalk. It's this is ridiculous, and uh, I think I'm gonna I think I'm just gonna leave it at that, and that it's this is an epic fail, and this lady's a dumbass. Check out this last link I just sent you. I'm checking it out. <laughs> Yo, dog. <laughs> Hello, this is dog. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it totally is. I've seen so I've seen the hello, yes, this is dog picture several times in the last couple of weeks, and it never even occurred to me to link these two. But now that I, now that they have, I'm so glad that they did. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> every time I see this picture, it makes me laugh so hard. But it's so dumb. Oh, okay. Is it the the, I, I, uh, uh, the roofing one? Yes. Yeah. My special is roofing. Yep. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's so dumb. Yep. The dog dressed like a construction worker, and it says my specialty is roofing. <laughs> I am going to show you a picture that I saw earlier today. 
This shit is so ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) That dog does not look happy. Uh, of course it doesn't. You can you can read the dog's expression. The dog's expression is, I fucking hate you. I can't believe you put this thing on my head. I'm going to eat your face in your sleep. Yes, indeed. So it's a, None of these dogs look happy. No. All of these dogs look like they were tortured. <laughs> yep. Reminds me of uh, Lobster Dog from uh, Dog <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Because that dog didn't look happy either. All right. Uh, that's the rumpus. That's the rumpus. Double choking, linger on my spleen I'm dying, I'll find some time Newspaper conservation Can't believe his intellection Can't believe his words are true But I'm a lost kid It seems that the words Escape out of state That's not really true Daddy horny, Michael.